did he maybe not go to bed yet? Zach Halpern, have you slept yet? I have not. Hey, what's up, Zach? I'm I'm great. Took the red eye. I'm in Chicago waiting on a flight back to Madison. I've been up for 26 hours. So how you guys doing? Uh, I am not as I've good been, as you. I've been better. I mean, I I'm I'm curious. I told Evo I'm semi curious to when I I'm going to do some cooking on Thursday or Wednesday afternoon for Thanksgiving. I'm semi curious about just experimenting with a baseball. Um, as far as eating that, but we'll start. We'll we'll save that for for a minute. Um, well, all don't right, worry. So- hey, it's, hey, you're okay. Don't worry about it. Until Evo, you know, finishes off with his sex robot, you're not going to. He had. Baseball. He was so loaded on Saturday, he could have got it done. He, 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 oh, I was eyeing up some that ATM by the red zone. Looks. I don't sexy. know why he didn't do. You wouldn't even remember doing it. Well, he texted me saying he missed me that night. I was kind of worried about him. Yeah, he he. he well, he, I was thinking about you, Halpern. You're he, on my mind. Hey, to his credit, yeah. Zach, he called he called his shot. He said last pregame of the year he was going to get after it. Did I not say I was going to super party? My man did way, not disappoint on Saturday. Through. Hey, that's way to follow through on something, Ebo. And <laughs> I was running the board at the same time. <laughs> You're an amazing fellow. Yeah. There was Not as no, amazing as you. There was no traffic on the zone, if you know what I mean, Zach. Yeah. All right, so we're putting a list together So uh, of, of the biggest takeaway as far as disappointment. Lack of offense, what happened to the defense, home field advantage out the window. That's what you come up with after a bye week. Uh, offensive line is just trash. I mean, what was the biggest negative from last night? Well, you, you covered a lot of them there. What the heck was that fourth down play? Oh, what my, that, that, that. The fourth down play, and you take a timeout. Yes, and you come back with the same exact formation, and I assume the same exact play, and it gets stuffed because your offensive line, and you run to the right side, you run to Alex Light's side instead of Dave Bakhtiari's side. It's, that's some, that is that's some that's some keen coaching there. Zach, it was not a highly successful play call. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it it was not. Uh, Matt Lafleur did not have his best night. So I mean, Zach, to me, and I, I'm more of a big picture guy because I, I understand the NFL is such a every any given Sunday thing. So I'm a big picture guy. To me, the takeaway is whether this team is overachieving or whether it was that good. What they did was basically say good night to home field advantage because now we now you're just in a fight to to hold off the Vikings in the final five weeks. A win there last night, you are in the driver's seat for home field. I don't even see a first round buy at this point. That to me is the biggest takeaway of what they lost for the season. Yeah, no, I mean that's that's for sure. I think that was kind of the talk actually in the press box. It was looking at the schedule and they could go they go twelve and four and still uh be like the six seed yeah. or the five seed and you know and have to play you know, depending on what happens with the Seahawks and and uh, in San Francisco down the stretch, and have to play at Minnesota to open the playoffs and be out of the playoffs right away. You know, like that that could be that could be what cost. Well, you know, what happened last night. But I think last night also proved that you know they're maybe not on that level yet. And I also think it's probably worthwhile noting that they are uh, with a first year head coach and they are with a uh, GM that's just in his second year trying to rebuild the team and. It was pretty clear that San Francisco has a whole bunch, a lot more talent on their team right now than Green Bay does, and that's something that uh, Brian Gutekunst is going to have to work on. And Matt Lafleur got uh, beat down by Big Brother there in Kyle Shanahan, and that's that, that's just what it is. So you you have to own that and just accept it. And I know everyone you know wants this to be like that Super Bowl year, but I think everyone has to remember and hold you know put on the brakes and see what every other first-year coach is doing this year. They're not doing what Matt LaFleur and the Packers have done so far. Well, Zach, let me ask you. I mean, they they still have some football to play, and they still have Aaron Rodgers, one of the best in the game. It was not a very good performance from Rodgers last night either. What was the vibe like, though, in the locker room after the game? Well, I mean, you know, Devontae Adams was, I think, they 
they were pretty testy afterwards. I think that that was certainly the case. Rogers, uh, Rogers, you know, was Rogers. He said that there were some things said in the locker room afterwards that he liked. Uh, some people's voices stepping up, and they think that they'll bounce back from this. But I think you know there was some testiness there from from certain guys. And then you have a guy like David Bakhtiari talking about um, talking Alex Light up because he Alex Light is going to have to play here for a little bit. It sounds oh. like um, you know and. Uh, he was telling him he's a starter in this league. And that last night, that didn't look the case. But again, that's Vic Bosa. That's uh, a 49ers front seven. They're, you know, in that front, what, front four that has four first-round picks in it. So, I mean, that's a, that's a really good line that they have to deal with. But, um, you know, that, that it was kind of different between between uh, between guys. I mean, it, everyone kind of had, had a different vibe. Uh, you know, Kenny Clark was kind of laid back, just, you know, uh, they did this to us. They did that to us. That's just kind of his personality. But you know, I don't think anybody was freaking out, and I don't think anybody was, um, uh, you know, thinking that the season is over. You know what I mean? Like they're not freaking out. And, and last night was it. They got a lot of football to play. Hey, uh, Zach, a final thought. And there's so much to, to unpack. And I know that you mentioned Gutekunst, and there was so much he had to clean up as far as the roster. And it didn't get a ton of play. They, they did mention it at the end. But right now, with five weeks to go. The Green Bay Packers special teams is on pace to be the worst special teams in the history of professional football. They are on pace to be the first team ever to have negative punt return yards. We made fun of Ron Zook a lot, (laughs) rightfully so. And I don't know how much you can fix one at a time. I mean, Gutekunst chose the defense, and that's where he put all his eggs. And it worked, you know, to an extent to start the season. But, dude, that special teams is... Yeah. Is Ron Zook still there? Who? Is Ron Zook still there on staff, like hiding no, no, somewhere? They, no, no. They replaced him with a bald guy. So it's okay. <laughs> It'll be fine eventually. It's okay. I mean, how uh, is that no, not the most embarrassing thing? That How do the Packers not just walk out of there and shame with that stat? Well, because uh, punt returns are a rather small part of the game. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I it, it's, it is embarrassing, I think, probably for uh, that entire unit, but it's also ra- rather irrelevant. For the most part, I don't think you're changing a lot of – you're not changing field position. I would be more concerned with what happened to J.K. Scott. Uh, yeah, what happened to him? I'm the president of the – I'm the founding member of the fan club. I got – people were tweeting at me, should I shut down the fan club last night, Zach? J.K. 47 does not exist anymore. He's no longer oh. a weapon. He is – What, his knees turn to jelly or something? He's got arthritis? What's going on? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I First of all, I thought it was just going to be a cold weather thing, like where he struggled with cold weather because he's not from uh, the north. But he, that was more pristine conditions last night, but it was high 50s. It could have been a lot better than what it looked like. Well, uh, Zach, travel safe. Get when we come sleep. back, we got to talk baseball recipes. Uh, you come in tomorrow Wednesday, and I, we got to talk some Badgers. Can't wait. Get there some sleep. Ooh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big game on Saturday. Yeah, it is. Wisconsin, a two-point favorite, by the way, occurring to do the wise guys. Thank you, Zach. Thanks, Kyle Print. How about that weekend? Covers the Badgers on Saturday, hops on a plane, flies to San Francisco, covers the game, takes a red-eye home. Dude hasn't slept in two days. Yep. That's commitment. He's a legend. It's like the back of our shirts. Committed. Committed, not addicted. A brutal game last night for the Green Bay Packers. They fall to 8-3. and three. All not lost, my friends. The Packers uh, have a stretch of games that, uh, well, let me ask Nelson, now that they got blown out, are you still uh, on Packer uh, upset alert, trap game alert, week 13 in the na- in uh, the Big Apple? Only if they come with that same game plan they did with uh, San Francisco. That game plan was terrible. Yeah, they should 
they should be focused and they should take care of business now in New York because they're not all fat and happy that they got a big win out West. Did you guys see the Bears-Giants game, though, of how inept the Giants looked? Yeah, they're terrible. I, I Bears can't, defense good, though. I cannot believe how bad they are. Uh, they're awful. I mean, I thought once you're, you're going to bench Eli Manning, who's a Hall of Famer, I get it, time's over. You want to get the rookie in there. But you bench Eli Manning for that guy? They kept cutting to Eli at the end of the game when Daniel Jones's hand was bleeding because he got it cut, and they, he couldn't even he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Daniel Jones. They, they have a decent amount of weapons too when you look at it. You right. Know, you have Saquon Barkley, Evan Ingram. You still have Shepard, Shepard Tate. Golden Tate. Yeah. yeah. They stink. I don't know how the Giants are so bad. Uh, I would be stunned. Yes, Green Bay opening by the way is a seven point favorite uh, on Sunday in in. Uh, the Big Apple. I would be stunned if they lose that game. But it's only Monday. we got plenty of time this week to figure that out. What we have to do is figure out what the hell uh, happened uh, last night. We put a Twitter poll up at Zone Madison. Your biggest takeaway was what? As Ebo mentioned, just a, and Nelson both said, just a bad game plan. Uh, here's where I voted. The fact that uh, home field advantage is probably out the window uh, for the NFC. Uh, where has the defense gone? Remember, remember the comment, Evo? We've got a defense. Uh, we've got a defense. Can you even blame the defense from last night, though, when Aaron Rodgers can't even get a first or a convert on a third down? One of 15 converting third downs. Yes and no. I mean, look, when it's 23 8 and you've got a little bit of momentum going, and there's only one guy that you have to defense because there's only one guy that had done anything, and you let George Kittle get that open. Yeah, I can blame the defense for that because that ended the game. Uh, or. This would probably be my second choice, so I would I would not put the defense number one. I think it deserves to be up here. To me, I would say the post bye week performance, and I would include in that the fact that they have zero players, or they had. Obviously, that's going to change with Brian Belog and others. But going into that game, they had zero players listed on their injury. Healthiest they ever been. They had not one player miss the game last night due to injury or miss practice this week due to injury. Healthiest they've ever been. Have a bye week to prepare, an extra week to prepare. Lafleur even changes the travel plans to counteract yep. what they, you know, the turd they laid against the Chargers. At halftime against the Chargers, the Packers had 50 yards. At halftime against the Niners last night, the Packers had 60 yards. All of that nonsense for 10 yards difference, Joe. 10 yards better than the Chargers. Can you come up with a coaching staff that Matt Lafleur would know any better than the one they played? You mean the guy that he was roommates with and, and his, his weddings with and his brother? <laughs> That'd be tough to do unless, you know, like LaFleur's wife uh, was a coach. That'd be like if you if you and I were going up against each other in some kind of competition, We'd Joe. probably know every other move. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, this guy's going to probably show up a little hungover. If not, he's going to start drinking early. He's going to throw some bets down. Like, I could I could pick your every move. You could pick my every move. <laughs> and here's LaFleur looking like he never even met the guys that don't even know him. He was, like, lost out there. He's like a lost little puppy. You make a compelling point on the game plan vote. Um, again, I'm 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 see I'm a big picture guy because I look at the totality of the season. I'm not going to get swept up in last night, but what last night did, in my opinion, put down any real hope because it's a two for one loss, right? Because not only do you lose a game in the standings to the the the, the 49ers, you also lose a head to head. So now with Green Bay, basically two losses behind San Francisco in the loss column and a tie break. In a sense, there are three games behind San Francisco for home field advantage. So you win that game last night. We are walking around. We're doing the Mr. McMahon strut down yeah. the hallway on a Monday morning because the road to the Super Bowl goes through Green Bay. I, I mean, I still think they're going to make the playoffs. I still think they have a chance to do something in the playoffs. 
But the notion of the road to the Super Bowl going through Green Bay, Wisconsin in late January, which had some appeal to me. It's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Um, totally it, that's what happened. You can talk about the defense. You can talk about Aaron Rodgers. You can talk about the offense. You can talk about LaFleur looking confused at times. And those are all accurate statements. But to me, those are just parts of a – those are chapters in a story. And the story that was written last night, in my opinion, was the Packers lost any shot at hosting the playoffs at Lambeau Field. Yeah, so the Packers aren't as bad as what was last night. But what, what, what does that show about the Packers against levels of competition you'll that's, face in the playoffs? Yeah. That's like, you know, what I want to figure out. Well, and to that point, you know, I said this, okay, let's just assume in uh, 608-321-1670 is our phone number. Let's assume the Packers still have enough to hold off the Vikings and win the division, which means they will get a home game. They won't have a buy or they won't have home field. They'll still have a first-round home game. But right now the wild cards are Seattle and Minnesota. I mean, do you, do you really want to mess with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks right now? I mean, do you feel – I mean, that's the wild card game. Dude, Russ is the man. And, and let's say, okay – Let's say you figure it out and you win the wild card game because you got home, you got the home field advantage in the in the wild card round. You beat Seattle. Well, then you're either going back to San Francisco or you're going to New Orleans in the second round. Do you feel confident you're going to win that game? Let's just say somehow you win that game. Then you got to go to more than likely the other team. So right now, for the Packers to go to the Super Bowl, they're probably going to have to beat Seattle, New Orleans, and San Francisco. In three back-to-back-to-back weeks, two of those three games on the road. That seems almost impossible to me to agree to that those terms right now. Well, Seattle hasn't lost on the road yet this season. San Francisco just embarrassed them at home, and New Orleans is a tough place to play. Right. So I still yeah. think that, yeah, I think this is a playoff team. I think this is a good team. But when you say that out loud, you would have to beat in three consecutive weeks now, based on the loss last night, Seattle, New Orleans, and San Francisco, two of those three on the road. I tweeted you this out. You want to sign up for that for the Super Bowl? I tweeted this out. I'm a firm believer. Hope to God that California literally falls off the face of the map. It's a bit extreme, but I understand where you're coming from. Well, do you want the Packers to play in California? I don't. We got to cross our fingers it slides off the USA and into well, the ocean. Wasn't that what happened in Demolition Man? They had the big earthquake yep. in California. Well, they based. say it's going to happen, right. you know. And in uh, Escape from L.A., the sequel to Escape <laughs> from New York. By the way, not a bad movie. Uh, underrated movie. Not as good as Willow, I'll say that. Well, this is the Nelson Trap game, but... Do, do, do trap games change Nelson based on yeah. the previous result? It's a trap like, game. Yeah, this is no I, longer a trap game. Yeah, if not Wisconsin, happy. yeah, if the Packers had won thirty-seven-eight last night, Gator, I'm with you. I don't think this is a stomp fest. Well, now. exactly. This is a desperation game. Trap game is when you're a thirty-two pay, point favorite against Illinois and you play Ohio State the next week. That's called a trap game. That's called a look-ahead game. When you just got embarrassed by four touchdowns on national TV for home field advantage, I don't think anything. The following week, I, I don't think playing the Dolphins when they had no wins is a trap game. You think because, the NFL is glad they flexed that game last yeah, night? Yeah, right. I'm sure the rating was enormous to start. I mean, that, that I mean in prime time. But yes, I saw a lot of that tweet uh, floating around Twitter at about uh, 23 nothing. Glad this game was flexed. Uh, Zach, welcome to the Joe and Evo Show. What's up, boys? What's happening, partner? You know, it was 13 nothing last night, and the the Packers got the ball back after a punt. And they get a, they have a play for eight yards. They have a play for seven yards. They have a play for eleven yards. Then they have the end around for twenty-one. And then they, what do they do for four straight plays? What was that? Like you, you had the offense rolling, and then all of a sudden you just, you crap your pants like that, and then you walk away with no points, none, none. whatsoever at that point. It was absolutely awful play calling. 
It was absolutely awful game planning and scheming. That, man, I know first-year head coaches in this league, they have a little bit of success, uh, but a lot of times they don't, they don't make the, the playoffs in the first year. Actually, as a matter of fact, I don't think any Packers head coach has ever made the playoffs in his first year as head coach. So LaFleur is kind of bucking the trend. However, the Packers did have a third-place schedule this year, so they're not getting as good a team. Next year, and this is the Matt Nagy trap, right? Next year is going to be the year where we have to see what happens next year. They might lose a playoff game right out of the gate. doesn't matter. Next year is do or die. If Matt, if LaFleur cannot coach next year, we'll know it right out of the gate. He will be, he will look overmatched in every single game like Matt Nagy has uh, down in Chicago this year. That's a great point. I said, I've said it many times. Thank you, Zach. Thanks, to me, the, the measure is not year one, unless it's just, you know, like when the Arizona Cardinals fired a guy after one year, because they went one in 15 or when, you know, the Browns fire a coach every single year, because they lose. Matt LaFleur is not going to be in any jeopardy of, of losing a job, or nor should no. he be. The question is exactly what Zach said. The question will be not Matt LaFleur after 11 games. The question will be Matt LaFleur after 22 games and 33 games. And will he be able to follow up? Because I still think this is going to be a playoff team, which is still a lot better than most people thought. And if they get to 11, 12 wins, that's an incredible first season. The measure of LaFleur will be next year. Because you, you're not going to get a you're not going to get a sneak up on anybody next year. You're not going to get people who are underestimating the Packers like maybe they were to start this season. Next year will be: Are you a legitimate Super Bowl threat? Yeah, I think the biggest concern about last night was when your brother's on that staff, a guy you were in his wedding with and roommates with, and also a guy you're best friends with, and you bring out that game plan for people you know for your majority of your life. That's what you put out on display is very embarrassing. Yeah, it was a tough scene last night. Uh, Your reaction, 608-321-1670. Speaking of Badger Sports, excited about this uh, partnership. Wisconsin Wrestling on fire right now. Third-ranked team in the country. Uh, We're going to be at uh, a lot of the Badger home meets doing a pregame show and also weekly visits with the head coach who joins us now. It's Badger head coach Chris Bono. Morning, coach. Hey, buddy. How you guys doing? Uh, well, you good, know, I'm, I love talking wrestling, so thank you, Coach, because we've been talking about the Packers for two hours, and I want to be sick in my mouth, and then I get to talk about wrestling. So thank you for that, brother. All right. Let's go. Let's have a good Monday morning. Well, let's do yeah. it. Uh, it was a great Saturday afternoon for you guys. Uh, Utah Valley. You don't think of that in the uh, in the pantheon of great teams, but uh, you know in Division One sports, but they're actually a pretty good team. Coach, have a couple of ranked wrestlers. Your heavyweight got a monster win. Talk about the big win you guys had on the road this weekend. Yeah, they're you know um, they they are a good team. You know they're in the Big Twelve Conference, and uh, when I was at my previous school, we we we, we had a great little rivalry with those guys, and um, they compete real hard, and they've done a great job of building their program. Uh, they came here last year, and they should have beat us here in Madison. And we went out there, and they've, uh, they had two guys that were um, uh, ranked in the top ten, actually, out of their lineup. So that wasn't real good for them. But uh, big win for us. Trent, Trent Hilger, big win over the number two ranked guy in the country. So it was, uh, it was an awesome awesome Saturday for us. All right, so Ebo, my co-host, born by Badger head coach Chris Bono. His last name is Thorson. Yeah, son of you Thor. Know, son of Thor. Proud and, Norwegian. And, and you're heavyweight. People don't know Trent Hilger. Thor's hammer. Thor was dropping the hammer, wasn't he? On uh, on Saturday with a pin there against one of the top wrestlers in the country. 
He sure did. He did a great job. You know, it was a, a 1-1 match heading into overtime, and uh, we went to those 30-second rideouts, and Trent escaped. And, and, and like we preach, right, the kid relaxed a little bit, thinking he could go to the, the other 30-second rideout, and Trent got on his leg, and the kid kind of rolled, and we pinned him there at the end of the period. So it was uh, – uh, it's good. It's good. His confidence is high, and he's doing a heck of a job. And it'll it'll loom real large come March when the seedings come out. That kid had just beat the number two and three ranked guy uh, two weeks ago out in New York. So it was very very big for us. Uh, and speaking of big, you guys have had a big start, uh, undefeated. Uh, currently ranked third uh, in Win Magazine. You know, talk about uh, coach since you got in here. Obviously, for those who don't know, you know the Big Ten is you know take the SEC, the Big Ten, and every football conference are rolling out of one. The Big Ten is is the cream of the crop right now in in college wrestling. And how good of a job you guys have done of getting this thing right up to be a you know a national power in just a couple of years. Well, we you know we we, we went a different route. You know, when I when I came in here, I wanted to win right away. Uh, and you know when you when you um, I rebuild a couple of programs, and when you when you rebuild a couple of programs, you can go one way or or, or another. And um, this was the first time I kind of went the transfer route. And um, you know I I just wanted to get the program off the ground, and we brought in a bunch of transfers, and um, they're all doing a great job for us right now. And uh, you know we're we're in the Big Ten. You know ten of our uh, well well I would say ten of our next eleven matches I think or nine of our next ten matches are in the Big Ten conference and. You know, I think every one of those schools is ranked in the top 18 or something like that. So uh, it, it's time, you know, it's time to uh, see where we really stand, and uh, it'll be a fun couple of months here. Hey, Coach, how are you liking Wisconsin so far? I, we haven't talked to you about When's the last time you were on the show? Yeah, buddy? you was on the, You kept us awake, Coach, last yeah. year for our 28-hour radio thought. How are you so, liking Wisconsin yeah. so far, my man? Yeah, I love it. I love it. I've been to a couple of Packers games over the last couple of years. I, you know, I go to all the, all the, all the sports stuff here and uh, – uh, you know, support our teams here. And I, I love downtown Madison. We've, uh, you know, I love going out to dinner and hanging out in downtown Madison. It's been, it's been amazing. It's is, there been, an, is there any cheese in your hey, diet? Hey, and it's a lot warmer than Brookings, South Dakota. So <laughs> wait, there, wait a minute. There is some place on this earth, Coach, that is war, that, that is, that's better than? Whoa, man, Brookings <laughs> yeah, must be it, cold. It, it, Oh, you have no idea. No idea. So it's, uh, it, it's amazing. Uh, visiting with Badger head coach Chris Bono. You mentioned transfers. Maybe the biggest one in the land. Uh, if folks haven't been following the team, you need to start. This kid, Seth Gross, man, 133. He's a, he's a national champ when you had him at South Dakota State. You know, transferred in, ranked number one in the country. Um, you know, the Olympics is actually coming up, you know, next summer. And Seth kind of threw his name in the hat, didn't he, with a big win in an international tournament. Uh, talk about how good he is for the Badgers, and could is there a chance we could be seeing Seth Gross, uh, you know, on the Olympic team next summer? Yeah, he's huge for our program. You know, he um, he brought credibility right away when he when he when he announced he was coming um, last year. Uh, that's when our recruiting really took off. Uh, we started getting a lot of people looking at us because uh, Seth could have gone anywhere in the country. Uh, you know, as a graduate transfer, and when he when he chose Wisconsin. Um, it, it gave kind of it, it gave our staff kind of a, a lot of credibility around the country with these younger recruits. Um, when he you know when he chose it you know over Penn State and Ohio State and all the all the top schools. So uh, and he's doing a heck of a job here. You know he's coming off major back surgery uh, and and he's just now starting to round into shape. Uh, big match, big match Sunday against the number two ranked guy in the country at Iowa. But um, and then also the Olympic stuff. Yeah, we took a week off of the collegiate stuff and he went out to New York, won a tournament that got him into the Olympic. Um, uh, uh, the Olympic trials in April and uh, beat three national champions along the way. So uh, 
he's doing real good right now, but, you know, it's a long year, and, um, you know, we, we might be seeing him win a national title and uh, hopefully going to Tokyo to, to represent the United States. Well, we tried to get Nelson, our producer, <laughs> into the Olympics, transitive property. Yeah. He, had, he, had beat, he had beaten Nick Becker in a seventh-grade wrestling tournament, Coach, and we were trying to get the transitive property, so maybe now that Nelly's out, we can uh, we can focus our efforts here on the show for uh, for yeah, Seth Gross. Funny. <laughs> hey, speaking of that, Nelson's biggest hero is is Ben Askren. If folks don't realize, I mean, obviously Ben Askren, a huge uh, MMA guy. He's you know he's royalty for Wisconsin wrestling. Nelson like absolutely loves Ben Askren, so he's now officially retired from MMA. Are we going to see be, be seeing more of Ben Askren uh, around Badger wrestling now? Ooh. Yeah, yeah, you know, as you know, Ben's our, our head coach in the RTC. Uh, he runs our, our freestyle and Greco programs here, um, and he's doing a great job for us. And, uh, yeah, we love him. Uh, ben will be taking a group down to Texas uh, December, right after, I think it's December 20th, to try to get a couple more people and our girls um, qualified for the Olympic trials as well. So, yeah, he's um, – he, he's been around a lot. He, he, he loves our program, and he's doing a great job. Hey, Coach, with Thanksgiving around the corner, what's the perfect plate for you? Like, What do you go for? Are you a green bean casserole kind of guy? <laughs> yeah, you know what? That is my favorite. Yes! You, 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 yes! You, 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 that was, that's me. You know, a little turkey and a little bean, green bean casserole, and uh, that's all. I'm good to go. I don't need much more than that. We're, uh, <laughs> we're having all the boys over Thursday. You know, not many of them get to go home here with our, our, uh, our match on Sunday, so we're uh, – uh, my wife's flipping up a big spread for these guys, and we'll uh, we'll get after it. That's awesome. That is awesome. Hey, uh, visiting with Badger head coach Chris Bono. You mentioned the match on Sunday, and coach, I don't want to jinx things for you, but I know you know that Penn State lost. They were ranked number one. Iowa two. You guys three. I'm going to go ahead and say these people that vote on college wrestling are smart enough to put Iowa one and Wisconsin two. How about one versus two? Carver Hawkeye, the Cathedral of Wrestling, Sunday night on the Big Ten Network. This is like the match of the year, baby. Yeah, it doesn't get any better than that. You know, that's um, that's why I came to Wisconsin. You know, that's why our kids came to Wisconsin. This is um, this is an opportunity. You know, you don't get to wrestle the number one team in the country very often. And, uh, you know, you can only ask for an opportunity. That's going to be our motto this week. And, and what you do with it is all in your hands. Uh, our guys will be well prepared. You know, I've, I've been competing against these Iowa guys for a long, long time. Uh, you know, against Tom and Terry, and you know they um they're they're awesome competitors. They've got a great team, but you know there's there's no reason why we can't walk in there and uh, and and fight our tails off and and, and see what happens. And just for folks who don't fight, we're gonna do a, a a job. We're gonna wrestling's gonna be like as big as football here, Coach. But before it's all said and done, but for people like that aren't like me and Nelly that are diehards. Iowa City and, and Carver Hawkeye, where this dual meet is, people. This is not hyperbole. They get more people in that building to watch a wrestling meet than they do the basketball games. I mean, it is literally like a sold-out Kohl Center to watch Iowa wrestling, isn't it? Yeah, it will be. Yeah, they'll have 14,000, 15,000 people in there, no doubt about it. Man. You know, and, and, uh, and, and, you know, there goes, uh, there's a ton of rivalries that go back into there. You know, I was an Iowa State guy for a long time, you know, and Reader's an Iowa State guy. So uh, they'll be in there yelling at us and booing us and, and, and all that good stuff. But it's all uh, – it's it's nothing better. I'm telling you, this is uh, there's there's nothing better in sports when you can be the underdog walking into somebody's home arena, you know, competing against the number one team in the country. They got everything to lose. We're going in there and we're going to be throwing it out there and and and, and uh, getting after it. Coach, you need to go pep up the the Packers. You got to go give them a pep <laughs> talk after that, man. Come on. 
Hey, the Packers will be all right. They'll be all right. They had just a little hiccup last night. Yeah. Okay. Well, give my give my boy McDonough and Reader uh, a shout Reader. out, uh, Coach. We uh, we love what you guys are doing. And again, Sunday night, Big Ten Network, seven p.m. Thank God there's no crappy Packer game you got to watch next Sunday. So the stage will be your guys. Let's go in there, show the top rank Hawkeyes what it's all about, baby. Amen. You know we will. Our guys, our guys are fighters. So. Uh, I promise you we're going to go in there and fight, and you know, and uh, whatever happens, happens. But you guys will be proud of uh, what, what you guys watch on, on Sunday night. Hey, yeah. And we'll be back next week. Uh, again, looking forward to uh, Coach all season long. This is going to be great, man. We're going to be having weekly visits with you throughout the uh, wrestling season. So we're excited, yeah, brother. Yeah, tell, tell, tell them more about it. What, you guys are going to be, going to be live at the wrestling. Uh, you're going to be, you're going to be uh, having the matches on the radio as well, right? Yeah, seven home dual meets. We'll be doing an hour pregame for every match and our weekly visits with you. What do we got? One in December. I mean, look at this home schedule. Nebraska, Ohio State, freaking Penn State. Coach, these are like, the, this is the royalty, and then I'm going to put Wisconsin. I mean, these are the biggest programs in college wrestling. All Michigan, all of them coming. This is one of the great years for wrestling dual meets at, uh, at Madison, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be awesome. The schedule is unbelievable, and I just appreciate you guys, uh, you know, getting wrestling out there on the radio, getting, getting us some exposure. Uh, people need to come out and watch these guys. They, uh, they're one of the hardest-working uh, athletes in, in the world, um, you know, wrestlers are. And uh, for people that want to have a little excitement, they need to get out there and watch it, listen to it on the radio. We've got some cool things. Bobby Douglas is coming back. Uh, or we're going to honor Bobby Douglas uh, at the Penn State match since uh, he basically was the coach of my staff as well as, as uh, you know, Kale's staff at Penn State. And, you know, I, we feel it's right to honor this guy as, as one of the legends of our sport. So it's going to be a great, great, uh, great season. Well, Coach, I'll leave you with this. I uh, coach the middle school team in Cross Plains, Glacier Creek. I'm going to challenge my inner Chris Bono tonight. We have a four-team quadrangular dual meet. Little Reese Miller and, and Glacier Creeks. We're going to dedicate a win tonight to Chris Bono and the Badgers. Let's get him. Tell him I said let's go. Thank you, brother. Thanks, Good man. luck this weekend. We'll All talk right. next week. All right. Thanks for having me. Take there care. he is, the man. I love that dude. You talk about That's that guy man. walks into a room. You already want to like fight somebody or like run through a wall. I'm... Bono is the man. Badgers ranked third, but Penn State lost. at a 60 match win streak. I predict the Badgers will be ranked second in the country when the polls come out tomorrow. Iowa will be ranked number one. That match will be live on the Big Ten Network Sunday night, seven o'clock. He's a cool, dude. Guess guess what I'm gonna be watching on Sunday night. All right, we'll talk Badger football in the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, again, the question of the day on Twitter at Zone Madison. The biggest takeaway from the Packer loss was what? The game plan, home field advantage has gone bye-bye. The defense has gone bye-bye. Or that's what you put down on the field after two weeks off and getting the healthiest you've been maybe ever. Right now, 117 votes in. Close, all four ways. But the game plan, I think, is what I don't want to put words in your mouth, Evil. But I the believe the game that's plan what, was exactly what yeah. I voted as atrocious. Yeah. Um, it's atrocious. I mean, it was look, terrible. I love the cojones to go for it on fourth and one. That's dude. Okay, yeah, same. You got to have some guts in this league to win. You got to be Riverboat Ron. You got to be a gambler. You got to be the Mad Hatter. But what happened right before it? Brian Bulaga went out with injury, right? right? And what did they do? They ran right at where he got hurt with Jamal Williams, right? With the backup to the right side with Where'd a guy th- that. No disrespect to David Pacchieri, but Alex Light does not belong. He is not ready for prime Against time. Against a really good line, front, a line for the San Francisco 49ers. Why wouldn't you let Aaron Rodgers throw the ball? Who, who, who's the best player on the field? Be Aaron Rodgers? Why do you take it out of his hand? I'm, I'm with you. 
I can't complain. I can't argue. Can't argue the call or the the criticism of the call. 608-321-1670. Chad, welcome to the Joe and Ebo Show. Good morning, boys. What's good? What's good? Green bean casseroles. What's good, baby? <laughs> Chad, it does not look like snot. My son and I listened to the sports section the other night. He was dying laughing because we replayed it, uh, for, you know, our, our, our yeah, show in the 5 call, o'clock right? hour. And my son was dying laughing so when you referred well, to green bean casserole as snot. First of all, he's got a good sense of humor. But secondly, does he like it or no? He does not. And this because we had... It looks like snot. Right, because we <laughs> had Thanksgiving with my father's side of the family yesterday. And I was just mounting it. And my son was referencing the call. And he was dying telling my dad... Uh, the story of the snot call. So you made you made a thirteen year old's like holiday season, Chad. But that's, I that's just, I had two plates of green bean casserole yesterday, Chad. I will be uh, I will be tell you that. No, that's brutal. I I mean it just goes to show I'm a forty year old man with a thirteen year old sense of humor. I guess so. <laughs> uh, I was gonna I wanted to hit hit you guys up on the on the Packers. You know, um, they just look outclassed in every facet of the game. The thing that's the most troubling was. Is, has been a precipitous decline in the defense. I don't know if they were ever a great run-stopping team from the beginning of the year, but they, it looks like they can't stop anyone from rushing the ball. And and you got to wonder what's going on there. And then, of course, like like Ebo just mentioned, Bulaga goes out with an injury again. I think he's in a contract year. I'm starting to wonder, like at some point, you know, he's a great, he's one of the better right tackles in the league. But at, at what point can you you have to just say no? Oh, he's a his existence, Chad, is a paradox. His whole existence yeah. is a paradox because he is so good when he plays, but it is a coin flip every time you put that guy on the field. Is he going to hold up? And now, he, I, he now is, he's, he's done for a Mr. while. Glass from Unbreakable. That's what I feel like. He he plays like Mr. Glass. Hey, Chad, let me ask you a question, man. Your your brother, he's a basketball coach, correct? Yes. Um, if you were also a basketball coach in the same, because what what division? He's is he D one? What is he? Yeah, he's a he's an assistant coach at William and Mary. So let's say you were in the same conference and you were going up against him. You you'd probably think you'd have a good game plan against him, correct? Like you'd know his ins and outs. Yeah. You, so I saw I saw that his brother's on the staff. I feel like you know we you'd have an idea of what is coming, and it just seemed like Lafleur was completely clueless. I, I don't. Well, he was roommates with Sala, and he was, you know, from the same coaching tree as Shanahan. He's got his brother on the staff. He's very familiar with all these guys. They're like all family. They're all like lifelong friends. Yet, yeah, I don't know. He I got mean, you completely embarrassed. Two or three touchdowns. They couldn't do anything. Nothing. It was, yeah, ins- it was insane. So, yeah, I, I don't know. They don't look good I, right now. I got them as a divisional playoff, you know, loser probably. Yeah, I mean, look, by the way, great seeing you on uh, Saturday, Chad. And I'm going to have Absolutely. extra green bean casserole on Thursday. Yeah, in I'll bring oh, some God. for you, too. All right. Thank <laughs> you, buddy. See you, buddy. Uh, no, I, I, I will say this, Evo, to Chad's point is, yeah, I mean, look, do I still think they're going to win the division? I do. Does that mean that, again, here, here's what it would line up today. The season, you know, do the whole season in it today. Play, wild card game would be against the loser of the Seahawks-Viking game. That's in Lambeau. Okay, you got home field advantage, but you really feel confident that the Seahawks and or Vikings that you're going to win that game? Okay, let's say they'll figure it out. They'll win that game, home field. Okay, divisional round, Chad's point. That's the second round. You're going on the road. You're playing the Saints, two and three seed. Yeah. Saints, yep. They, I mean, they got a gift. The, 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 the Panther kicker missed two extra points and a 28-yard field goal yesterday, <laughs> or the Saints lose. And last week they lost by 17 to the Falcons. So clearly the Saints have some problems. But I still don't know that I would want any part of Drew Brees and that dome in January. So that's your divisional game. 
Okay, let's say the Saints aren't who we thought they were, and you win that game. Then you got to go back to San Francisco for the NFC Championship game. So to make the Super Bowl, if we still want to use that word around here with five weeks to go in the season, to make the Super Bowl, the Packers more than likely are going to have to beat Seattle, New Orleans, and San Francisco in consecutive weeks. Yeah, that that's not a a, a, a math problem I think is solvable right now with yeah, this team. Yeah, right. So looking at the Packers, what what are they? I mean, they're a, a playoff good, they're team. A, pl- a good playoff team, not a great playoff team? I think, I mean, Average I think D- Dallas will be the sixth seed because that division is terrible. Nelson. I think they're the fourth or fifth best team, right? What are, what are the Packers, Rowdy, man? I think they're a playoff team, but I think you look at the 11 games that Matt LaFleur has coached. How many of them were complete games? How many of them have you felt super confident that he's made great in-game adjustments? Not many. Not many at all. I have to think. What, the Broncos well, game? Well, I mean, the Cowboy game, I mean, that was impressive. Without Devontae Adams to get up 28 nothing in the first half. Yeah, but I... he didn't make any adjustments in-game. He had a great script coming in. They kicked the hell out of Dallas in the first, what, quarter, first half? And then they didn't do anything. And Dallas came firing back. Lucky there wasn't five quarters. They might have lost. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I think the Raider game, I think there were some spots. Through was... 11 games... Matt LaFleur has shown that he can't make changes in-game. He just he just hasn't done it so far in his first 11 games. Well, he told you at halftime last night we're going to stick to the plan. And that's the reason. <laughs> the plan works so great, you might as well stick with it. You were down big. You were down 23 to nothing. We're going to stick with the plan that got us down 23 well, to nothing, Rowdy. You know, at parties, at places you don't want to talk about, oh, we've kind of talked with some Colonel of us Jessup. here that Matt LaFleur has kind of looked over his head and they've been quite generous with the scheduling and injuries. Yeah, yeah. I don't see anything different. It took him over a quarter to figure out that Alex Light needed help with Nick Bosa. (laughs) Alex Light is second string. Nick Bosa, potentially the player of the year. Nick Bosa's, the Bosa brothers are Guys, I tweeted this out earlier this summer when some turd was chirping about Rashawn Gary in practice. (laughs) If you type in Alex Light on Google, on the first page, here's a a headline from the Roanoke Times from September 6, 2018. Salem grad Alex Light, shocked to be on Green Bay Packers roster. (laughs) And they didn't think they needed to chip Bosa? He's supposed to block him one-on-one? Are you kidding me? He's happy to make the roster. Yeah, read read the article headline again. Salem grad Alex Light shocked to be on Green Bay Packers roster. That's an article from a year ago. He's like Yet the you long thought he was good enough to block one of the best defensive the way, linemen without any help. It's fourth and one, still a pivotal moment in the game. And we're running behind a guy that's they shocked take a to be on the roster. And they Are come you kidding out me? the same formation, the same play to take the ball out of Aaron Rodgers, your best player's hands, and give it to the second string running back and run at Alex Light, <laughs> who, by the way, was placing Brian Bulaga against a very good defense in the San Francisco 49ers. Matt LaFleur says we're going to stick to the game plan, folks. Yeah, great call. In game adjustments, there's none of them being done by LaFleur. If he doesn't come up with the great script and game plan in the first half, Packers haven't shown any improvements in the second half. What do you think happens if Devontae Adams doesn't get called for the softest unsportsmanlike conduct penalty ever seen? I mean, that obviously ends that drive. Do I I mean they still that's still they were at midfield. You still gotta get at least 30 more yards just to get a field goal. I think it's certainly killed, and then you come back on just an, an, a phantom hold on the next series, it kills that drive. 
So again, I'm not blaming the refs. Uh, you know, that, that's not the reason they gave up 37. Um, but yeah, I mean that that certainly changes the momentum. To me, the the two killers were this: the field goal with 40 seconds left, when when they're just trying to be done with the half, and then San Francisco just throws in three more for the hell of it. And then when Green Bay scores the touchdown, finally goes for two, gets it to 23-8. There's just under five minutes to go in the third quarter, so you're thinking there is plenty of time. All right, you know, two touchdowns. All right, we got the momentum. And then on the very next drive, on the second play of that drive, George Kittle just runs completely unchecked. That's where the game ended. When 23-8, as bad as it was, you could feel like this was a Detroit Lions game again, or you could feel like this was the Bears game from last year again, that they're keeping Rodgers in it, and he's going to make them pay in the second half. And at 23-8, I felt it. At when Once Kittle scored that touch, and I'm like, done. I'm going to Netflix. How many games out of these 11 have we said, wow, this offense looks great too? He's supposed to be an innovative offensive mind. Wonder Boy. How many times has this offense looked great in 11 games? Uh, not uh, Probably more. worse than it's looked good. Well, I'd say there's been more games that the offense has looked bad than good. And we've 11. talked about this with, with Nagy in, in Chicago. He was great at, at scripting plays for the first 15, 25 plays. Well, now look at when they got some tape on them. Yeah, Trubisky's taking a step back, but that team is so bad on offense. The Packers' offense isn't good to begin with. If they give him a year of tape on LaFleur... Dude. He's gonna be out of the league in two years. The Packers wide receivers, yikes! Yeah, that, that. I mean, we haven't even barely talked about that. The offensive line now, Bulaga is gonna be out for a while. I mean, look, the Packers have some issues. Um, we will uh, do our best to address them. Back up, playing on Andy Van. Oh man, welcome back in. Hope you had a better weekend than the Green Bay Packers did. Uh, hopefully, we have an incredible weekend coming up. Uh, it is for all the mobbles in the Big Ten West. Stage has been set. Job has been done. A little bit ugly at times. Um, Would have liked a little more convincing win on Saturday over Purdue. But got the win. I said at this point in the season, we said this on the pregame show, style points don't really matter. That game would have mattered more for style points in October when you're jockeying for position, right, in the rankings. Now when you get to the end, it's just win in advance. And the most important thing was not having a collapse against Purdue like you did against Illinois Job gets done. I didn't ever think Minnesota was ever going to lose to Northwestern. Northwestern's down to like, uh, you know, they're they're hiring kids out of classrooms to play football this year. They have so many injuries. So I mean, we all knew this was what it was going to be, and it's what it is. Ebo, Minnesota, Wisconsin. Uh, we will put aside baseball recipes for now because I don't want to jinx it. Right uh, before we talk about eating a baseball. You have to get to the Big Ten Championship game, and then you have to win the Big Ten Championship game, and then a whole bunch of things have to go your way. Let's just start on getting to the Big Ten Championship game. Uh, It is Minnesota. It is Wisconsin. How much does Saturday erase Illinois if you win? And again, not talking about the college football playoff, just the fact that you did do the job. You did win the Big Ten West. You are in the Big Ten Championship game, and then we can talk about what's at stake. But just to get back to the Big Ten Championship game, how big a deal would that be uh, as far as kind of erasing the Ohio State-Illinois games? That's, well, yeah, it's a huge deal, right? Because that's what you want to be, and you want to put your position in, or yourself in the position to win like that. And if you want to get crazy, my my man Nelly over here, and we were included in the tweet, Miller. I saw it. Well, so, by the way, this game coming up on Saturday is huge. Did you see P.J. Flack was saying, like, boy... Boiler boil, up. boil up or whatever for the Boilermakers uh, before Wisconsin and Purdue. What a that guy's such a loser. He's in a very annoying human being. Um, but this is huge. Get the axe back, and then if they 
win, go to the Big Ten Championship game, which is huge, and take on Ohio State. And if you win that, now, Nelly, you included Joe and I in a tweet yesterday. According to 538, with just the Badgers winning out, nothing else happening, 50% chance to make the playoffs. <laughs> I still, I, again, I, it'll be the greatest baseball I've ever eaten. I can't, I can't see that. But, again, I don't want to get there because that – I, of course, I would love that because that means my team's in the college football playoff. I don't. I'm, I'm, this isn't about me not wanting to do baseball. This is about me not wanting to jinx Wisconsin. So before Ebo, we even entertain Nelson's fifty percent, or before we even entertain the Big Ten championship game or winning against Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game, you got to get there. Um, what is your level of concern? What is your level of confidence? Going in, and again, we got all week, and we'll get, we'll, we'll fine tune this between now and Friday. But sitting here on Monday, Wisconsin takes care of business, Minnesota takes care of business, Ohio State takes care of business. So this is pretty much stage is set, right? It's Ohio State versus the winner of this game. Yeah. What are you? What's your gut telling you? You're, you're, you're not held to this. You certainly have the week to think about it. What's your initial reaction? to Wisconsin-Minnesota on Saturday? I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be Wisconsin taking care of business and get get the grumpies out, take the axe back. Um, kind of say, last year, let's forget about it. That Illinois game, let's forget about it. We're going to win now. And you know, Wisconsin has got a much more competent quarterback in Jack Cohen. They got to handle their business on turnovers. Four, what was it, four turnovers against Purdue? You can't be doing that against Minnesota and expect to win. I think it's going to be a hard-fought game. I think Wisconsin gets the axe back, though, and gets the Big Ten title game. What about you guys? I've been pretty steadfast for a while. I think Minnesota's a bunch of pretenders. I got the Badgers by two touchdowns, and it isn't changing. Nothing can be brought in front of to my attention that's going to change that unless half the team's suspended. Okay, and but, well, then I guess not that I'm saying this, but someone's got to play the other part in this role. Then would you say that Wisconsin was absolutely embarrassed at Ohio State, and Penn State had it at twenty-one seventeen and the ball? in the fourth quarter, and Penn State was certainly a lot more competitive in Columbus and Wisconsin was, and Minnesota pretty much had its way with Penn State. Yeah. So why why then, if you're going to do, we always talk so much about transitive property, if Penn State literally took Ohio State into the fourth quarter and Penn State got kind of handled in, in Minnesota, why then do we think Wisconsin's such an overwhelming favorite in this game on Saturday? I don't. I don't know if they're really an overwhelming favorite, isn't it? Too? Well, you just said two. T- okay, in your mind, why are they? In a, why do you think you're, they're going to win by two touchdowns? In your opinion, based on the fact that Penn State gave Ohio State a competitive game, Wisconsin was terrible against. Well, Ohio Penn State, State was trying to win the game against Ohio State. Some would say the play calling for the Badgers didn't look like they were trying to win. Well, right, but you still got a fed. So, well, two. I think Wisconsin's a physical, more physical team than Penn State. Penn State's more of that finesse. Spread them out. We're going to have a high-flying offense. They don't have the same type of defense the Badgers do. Yeah, I know they've given up some points here the last couple of weeks to Nebraska and Purdue, but they just have to win those games. I even actually pegged the exact score on the pregame. It's going to be workmanlike. They're going to take care of business against Purdue and Nebraska. They're going to be pissed. Alex Hornerbrook started his last game for Wisconsin against Minnesota. They got embarrassed. Yeah, That's not going to happen again. P.J. Well, Fleck is so annoying. How does Western Michigan team do against a, a physical Wisconsin team? They didn't row no boat. That's, that's <laughs> they true. didn't row no boat. Cotton Bowl two years ago. Um, yeah, I mean, look, obviously, well, I don't. maybe I shouldn't say obviously. I, I would assume the more important storyline of this game is getting to the Big Ten championship game. But 
it is also the oldest rivalry in college football. It is certainly the most recognizable trophy game. Um, and the fact that to Nelly's point, not only did Wisconsin lose, they got humiliated at home with this on senior day last year. Mm-hmm. What motivates Wisconsin more on Saturday? Paul Bunyan's axe or the Big Ten championship game? I, honestly, it's going to be both. Yes, yeah, I think you just go one by one. It, it's got to be the axe because I, I doubt they're even thinking about the Big Ten championship game. they got to be thinking about how pissed off they are about Minnesota losing the axe at home, getting embarrassed. you got P.J. Fleck cheering on the Purdue Boilermakers before they kick off against Wisconsin. He is just he just gets under people's skin so easy. And it was, um, it was, it was Chris Orr, I think, talking about uh, P.J. Fleck saying, boil up or whatever the hell he said. And he just laughed it off and he basically said, what a loser of a guy. I mean, winner goes to the Big Ten championship game. You're already pissed that you got embarrassed and lost the axe. You want to get it back. And then you got P.J. Fleck giving you bulletin board material. What more do you need? If you can't get up for this game, don't even make the trip. We were. I was listening uh, to the Wisconsin Football Roundtable every Thursday. Not this Thursday, Thanksgiving, obviously. And Zach, our sports director, Zach Halpern, great show, by the way, uh, asked Bill Nagy and Brady Ewing and Bernie, Matt Bernstein, about what would you rather have happen? Like, they lose in Minnesota, but somehow, I forget the scenario, but all of them said it was either have this certain bowl game or get the axe back. They all said, get the axe back. Like, that's all they want is the axe back, and the fact that they don't have the axe yeah. is just irks everyone well and it's in they all our current and former players and our guys that cover it and i've been there many a times i've seen it right right when you walk out of the locker room there's a case that's where the axe sits and for 18 years that case had the axe in it so every single day for the last year of off-season lifting and workouts and two-a-days and now game day or game week preparation you're walking by a trophy case that's empty that hasn't been empty in decades so, yeah, to those guys' point, I get it. Yeah, I mean, Bernie talked about how the, the the vitriol he had for Minnesota because of how important that rivalry game was. So, yeah, I mean, is it? it's almost like that's like a throw-in. Like, oh, and oh, by the way, if you win this game, you go to the Big Ten Championship game. But I kind of feel like that for the players' purpose, I think the axe is like the, the storyline because of what happened last year, because that you've lost, you would have lost it two years in a row. Uh, because of the geography, yeah, I, I think it's, you know, you'd be embarrassed if you're Wisconsin to lose the X back-to-back years. P.J. Flex and Boiler Up. <laughs> well, in what universe would you have another coach rooting for the team playing against the bat? Like, why would you ever even give it the time of day? He is such a smarmy guy. I think everyone's just so pissed off at Minnesota. And just, I just feel like they're going to embarrass. I still think Minnesota's pretenders. I think they get embarrassed by Wisconsin. Uh, all right, 608-321-1670. Uh, Mark in Milwaukee, welcome to the Joe and Evo Show. What's up, Mark? Good morning, fellas. How are you doing today? I'm doing Good. great, How are you living after that Packer game, Mark? Uh, struggling. That's what I want to talk about a little bit. And I got some points to make, and if I double up on things that have been said, I apologize, but it takes me a while to get in range of your strong hey. signal. <laughs> go, go for it, man. It's all, all right. right. In no particular order, number one, Kevin King could not cover my grandmother. <laughs> Uh, he, he is an embarrassment back there. That Kittle touchdown, he got turned around. I don't know what he was looking at, somebody in the stands, but he was terrible. Number two, nobody in the secondary likes to hit anymore. Everybody's trying to strip the ball. Um, nobody tackles in the secondary. That's crazy. Number three, ever since our punter got that punt block, he has been terrible. He has not hit anything longer than a 42 or 43-yard punt. Yeah, what in- happened to the golden leg? Yeah, he, he. I don't. I don't know if he's jittery or what's going on. And speaking of jittery, 
I haven't seen Aaron Rodgers with that happy feet like that in such a long time. It, he looked disinterested in the game for starters. I know he's getting pressured, but he missed open guys. He tucked the ball when he could have been still looking downfield because he's worried about the pressure. He just didn't look right at all. And lastly, LaFleur looked completely out of place as a head coach yesterday. Yep. He didn't make any adjustments. He looked lost on the sidelines. That hey, was my take on the game. So I'll hang hey, up. Mar- hey, Mark, real quick. Did yeah, you hear LaFleur at halftime said they're going to stick to the game plan? Yeah, because it was working so well. Because we're only down 23 nothing, <laughs> so there's no sense getting out of that game plan at this point. Yeah. Exactly right. Oh, thanks, thanks man. Have a good day. Yeah, thank you, it's Mark. It's good to get it off your um, chest. Good to vent. Yeah, I mean, look, the special teams on both sides. J.K. Scott was a weapon for the last month yeah, of the season. What happened to J.K.? And he's just vanished the last couple of games. Yeah, like 30-yard punts. He used to boom like 64-yarders. Right, and, you know, it's not the biggest deal, but it is. I mean, it's it's only it's, – it's like it's not a big deal unless you talk about it, talking about the Packers special teams that, you know, they are on pace to have the worst – Special teams in the history of the NFL. They are right now negative 11. That's insane. Punt returns. No team has ever finished with negative punt return yards in a season. And how could it get worse from Ron Zook? Well, here we right. are. So you thought it could be worse. It's worse. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the Rodgers happy feet. Um, how much does he take versus how much does an offensive line that couldn't block anybody versus the times that they actually – there were a half a dozen times where Rodgers had all day and he couldn't make a pass, I'm going to trust Aaron Rodgers that he knows what to do in those situations. To me, that tells me nobody is open. The times where he doesn't have – there's nobody open or he doesn't have time, that's on Rodgers. He's got to either just eat it and throw it away or scramble. The times that trouble me are the five or six times where he had plenty of time and still throws it out of bounds or still runs it out of bounds for two yards because, again, something I've been bagging on all season – these these wide receivers are not NFL worthy, said one. No, Devontae no. Adams is an NFL receiver. None of these guys, these guys are practice squad players. Jay Kumro, Marquez Valdez, Scaling, Geronimo Ellison would be lucky to be on a team's practice Dude, squad. Geronimo Ellison, he catches the ball. And Mark, who just called in, I bet you Mark's grandma could beat Geronimo Ellison a four yard dash. Oh, she could be Kevin King, too. She's going yeah. a hell of an athlete. How slow is Geronimo Ellison? My God. Gosh. What'd you look it up? He was like a four six. It was a four six, four seven or whatever. It was there's the Packers. It was it's just a game. They're still eight and three. No one ever thought did you ever thought think they would be eight and three though at this no. point in the season? And that's no. what I that's what I come back. But then your comeback was good when I said that to start the show this morning. You said, Did you ever think yeah, just the 49ers think the Niners would be, be ten and, and one? No, I didn't. No, I did not. Six oh eight, three two, one, sixteen seventy. Gavin, welcome to the Joe and Evo show. Good morning, guys. Hey Gav, what's up? I'm not going to ask how we're doing because I have a pretty good idea. It just feels good to get it off the chest. All right, let's do a little vending, Ebo. Uh, before I get to the Packer points here, uh, first thing I want to talk about is the officiating, and I'll make this really quick, guys. I, it, this is like DEFCON 5, right? I mean, I watched the Badger game on Saturday, and it's a smooth game. They're not throwing flags on every play. It, it just It was a good game to watch, and then you get to Sunday, guys. And I watched a little bit of that Saints-Panthers game before, which was just a clown show. Yep. And then you get to the Packer game, and guys, they'd have gotten their asses kicked last night regardless. But those penalties at the beginning of that game, it's just... Soft. It, it's almost not like reality. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know what's going on with NFL officiating, but 
something has to be done. Gavin, it's like they're trying to make the game unwatchable. It's not. It's it not. Just, it's not to the Packers. It's like then you go watch the what was it the Patriots Cowboys? They called Travis Frederick for a tripping, which was nothing there. There's every <laughs> game you look at some of these penalties, and it's just unwatchable. Gavin, you, they need robots. I started it three years ago. They need ro- We need cyborgs. You know, we need uh, you know Skynet to become aware here. I mean, there's two things they have to do, Joe. One, they have to like they have to bring these guys and test them to make sure physically they can keep up with the game. And then two, they need to have a third party to to be able to review these plays, so that they don't have the same guys reviewing that are calling these things because nothing gets overturned as well. So, I mean, there, there's a couple things that need to be fixed here. They need full time officials, guys that don't have other jobs. It's just there's a lot. I think of things they need to drug test them too, the NFL <laughs> officials. It's so painful, guys, because there can't be a big play in a game. You can't enjoy it anymore. The first thing everybody does is you look for the flag. Exactly. And then, and then you celebrate if you don't see one. And, hell, sometimes the thing comes up five seconds after the play's over. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. Mm. But, but to the Packers, guys, uh, three points really quick, and I could hit 15 here. But, but, one, I'm really glad that we didn't go out and look for another pass catcher at the trade deadline. If you look at that game last night, guys, the 49ers bracket covered Devontae Adams. And because their defensive line was so much better than our offensive line, we couldn't run the ball. There's nobody on that offense that can get open if Devontae Adams isn't catching the ball. Yeah. It's amazing. If you watch the All-22, there's, there's just nothing there. If the Packers can't run the ball, they're in big trouble, guys. Uh, two, on defense, the middle of the field, we're, what, 12 weeks into the season now, in the middle of the field, like, they just can't cover. I mean, our linebackers are so slow in coverage. George Kittle is running all day long. If, if I'm the OC guys and I'm facing the Packers, I mean, all you have to do is get running backs and tight ends matched up in the middle of the field, and it, it's just all day long. Yeah. There, there's, it's just wide open. And then the third thing, guys, uh, a quick round of applause for our just horseshit special teams. I mean, historically, just put this is an all timer, guys. I, I've never seen anything like this. They're going to put up negative yardage on special teams. I'm really glad that our, not our president, Ebo, hey. Mark Murphy, decided to, to pinch the old pocketbook and not pay Rizzi and bring him in. And we brought in this clown, Menenga, that couldn't cut it with the Cleveland Browns. And now he's coaching our special teams. We go Slocum to Zook to Menenga. Menenga. Ridiculous, guys. Gavin, I love, right, the, I love the I, passion. They, and Mark Murphy, not my people. president. Mark Murphy, not my president. Thank um, you, Gavin. No, Gavin, I hear on the on the wide receiver. It, 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 it would have been trying to shoot a tank with a BB gun to make a trade at the trade deadline. I, I will say this. they And I get why they've done it from Ted Thompson at the end to now the first two years of Gutekunst running it. Going, you know, cornerback, cornerback safety or going safety, cornerback, linebacker. Like, I get where they've gone all defense. It, to that point, though, Ebo, if they don't go wide receiver, wide receiver, tight end, tight end, wide receiver for, like, their first four picks well, what about next the year at the draft. Well, that too, but I'm just they, – they are so devoid of talent at wide receiver. And I mean, why do we have to start next year? Why don't we start this year? Well, we, at I mean, 12th pick. Did he even play last night? Was he on? Did you see him on the field? I don't. Well, I don't recall him being on I the don't, field. I mean, that's that's that that ship has sailed. I'm talking about going forward. Yeah, we can argue that. Should they have done differently? Uh, I'm just saying, based on what they have now, to Gavin's question, they have an all pro. They have a, one of the top five best in the league, Devontae Adams, and then they have nothing. Like literally nothing. Would that you can have catch given up ball. a third round pick 
to watch the San Francisco 49ers attempt to cover Emmanuel Sanders last night? Yeah, I, that, or Kevin that, King try and cover him? Well, yeah, right. I mean, he only had the one catch, but I thought with you, Nelson, that hurt a little bit. That stung to not see him in a Packer uniform. Dude, it just... Well, right now I don't see Rashawn Gary on the stat sheet, Nelly. That's, that, that's a normal mean, occurrence. But though. looking at... Well, I just had to answer this question. The Packers just... Were they, were they exposed last night by a good team? Uh, that's like, I didn't cool. want to believe in the Niners. I the, the Niners are a good team. The Niners are a really good team. I think the <laughs> refs should only be allowed to throw three flags each. Ooh. Like, everyone gets, you only get a like fine. three timeouts, you get three challenges. Yeah, three you get flags. You get a finite like amount that. of flags. And if you and then if you want to throw a fourth, it comes out of their salary. Like, something happens where they get charged like for throwing extra flags. That's not a bad idea. It's pretty good, Evo. The, the NFL refs. But by the way, the Packers offense and Matt LaFleur lost the game last night and the offense with his terrible game plan and Aaron Rodgers was terrible too. It was just all around bad. But the NFL referees as a whole in the whole league, something needs to change because they make the games almost borderline unwatchable. There's so much laundry on the field, it's terrible. I got one more idea. Make him full time. It's great. Scott, what's your weight at today? Nelson wanted to know. He's, yeah, he's, Scott, uh, if you step we're, on the we're, scale, we're what doing would a say? Thanksgiving challenge for weight. About two eighty. 280, man, Nelson, you got some work to do. What's up, Conrad? Welcome to the Joe and Ebo Show. Yeah, I would love to try to come up with some excuses for this uh, team in Green Bay, but yesterday we, we, I, Ebo, you say, did we get exposed? I, I really look at this as uh, outmatched, and where does LaFleur get all of his offensive plays? Where does that mind come from? Well, that mind was sitting up in the skybox in that stadium as the guy was watching his son coach a really good team. I felt like yesterday he probably didn't have a chance going in. He needed to be way more crafty. It seemed like that that defense knew exactly what we were doing before we were going to do it. A lot of people are saying that uh, we're absolutely outmatched on the on the defensive offensive line. And, you know, I, I guess right now if if the Niners end up – just walking through the rest of their schedule and like kicking tail, then we're gonna know like, hey, this that that team is to be reckoned with, and we got a long way to go before we can contend with that team. But if we end up seeing the Niners stumble a little bit, I still think we're a good team. But if we see the Niners stumble a little bit, this proves my theory that there's something else going on, and it's, I think it's just it's second nature. These coaches know each other. There's too many connections with LaFleur and the entire Niners staff. And so I'm, uh, I'm a little worried uh, going forward. I don't necessarily want to see that team. I'll take my chances with Russell Wilson winning that division and having to go to Seattle. Later, boys. See you, Conrad. Thank you, Conrad. Yeah, I mean, a lot. I mean, look, we'll, to his point, San Francisco goes back-to-back road games, Ravens, Saints. If they come out of that undefeated, maybe you look back and say, man, they're just that good. If they lose a couple of games, you say maybe the Packers aren't that good, or do you say maybe the NFC isn't as good as we gave it credit for? So uh, some work to be decided, but uh, bottom line is this. The Packers got spanked last night.